shoving, and that was before John Harbaugh was there. But that was Rex Ryan and Rob, and there was the whole confluence of events there, and that was a mouthy football team. And they've kind of continued to be, um, you know, with guys like Mark Scott, Dan, and Adela Thomas, and now uh, Ray Lewis, obviously, and now, you know, Terrell Suggs and Steve Smith and guys like that. But also, I think every game you've played with them over the last six or seven has been decided by seven points or less. Uh, they've been in huge moments. You're talking the, the playoff comeback in 2014. You're talking AFC Championship games where, you know, basically in 2011 they had you beat. You drop a pass in the end zone or break it up, depending on how you're looking at it, and then kind of just gacks away a 31 or 32-yard field goal, a chippy uh, to send you to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. um, 14, you have the double pass. You have to come back from 14 down twice in that playoff game. You have the formation issues. Uh, that Harbaugh complained so bitterly about afterwards, kind of discrediting the win to a certain degree. And obviously we know now, too, that that was really kind of the birth of Deflategate because the Ravens were the ones that got the Colts heads on a swivel about some tomfoolery maybe with the K-balls, and that transferred into the regular balls, and he ended up with, you know, this year Tom Brady serving a four-game suspension. So I think there's... You know, there's some respect at the Dolphin levels because Belichick and Ozzie Newsom go way back, George Bikinas as well. But I think from the ground level, there's not as much um, of that respect. I think they respect the toughness on, on, on Baltimore's side. I think Baltimore respects the toughness of the Patriots. But I think when they get on the field, both sides would like nothing more than beat the crap out of the other one. <laughs> For sure, and uh, are you surprised on that note at the uh, seven? The Patriots now actually just went up to seven and a half point favorites heading into this game. Are you surprised it's that high? Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I look, I know Vegas isn't often wrong, or, or they they do things to get people to to go one way or the other. Um, but to me, Baltimore's just one of those teams that's not afraid to come to your place, and I just feel like when it's them, it always seems to come down to that that fourth quarter late, and uh, I don't really expect any different this time. Well, it should be an interesting one, Mike. Uh, we hope you enjoy it, and again, happy holidays to you and yours, and uh, we'll get you on down the line, my friend. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. That is Mike Giardi joining us here on the stretch run. Not, not Justin Sullivan, as I said it was going to be. I was a little ahead of myself there, uh, but I'm just so excited to make my picks because I'm back in front now in our NFL picks. And he will be joining us in this next segment coming up here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We are live from the Mall of New Hampshire, Buffalo Wild Wings in Manchester. Come on by. It's happy hour. You can also get draft beer specials anytime. $3.49 Bud and Bud Light Talls. $4.99 Goose Island IPAs. Places starting to pick up a bit here. People are maybe finishing their shopping. Want to get some chow, enjoy some adult beverages, and watch some sports. Bruins Avs tonight, Thursday night football, Chiefs Raiders. This will be a good place to watch it, I'll tell you. So come on by to Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester and say hello to me as well. We're right here uh, with the stretch run. We will be back with our producer, Justin Sullivan, and our NFL picks. Stay with us. Text in to 845-827-1250. Yeah. 
Oh, and when you hear that song in a stretch run, you know it's time to make our NFL picks with Justin Sullivan and myself. I am your host, Jimmy Murphy, here on a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire, live from the Mall of New Hampshire, Manchester, Buffalo Wild Wings. I feel like a new man after those wings I'm, I've been partaking in just now. The honey barbecue and the Parmesan garlic flavor. Unreal. They are so good. So good here. And we urge you to come by here. Take care of a little of your holiday shopping here at the mall. And come in and uh, feast on the wings or whatever is your fancy here on the menu at Buffalo Wild Wings in the mall of New Hampshire and Manchester. And, of course, beer specials galore. And this month it is 349 Bud and Bud Light Talls, 499 Goose Island IPAs, and of course Happy Hour, yeah, three to six. Pete, is that what we got? Three to six? Two, two to five, right? The, the, uh, yes, two to five, and then they start up again at nine as well. So it's a uh, it's a very happy place here. Two happy hours in a day. That's pretty cool. And I know one happy man because he's probably sitting in a lot warmer weather than us. Here's our good friend and the uh, regular producer of the Stretch Run. Joining us now from Orlando, Florida, where the Celtics demolished the Magic last night. And I'm not sure if he went to the game or not, but he's on the road on the Stretch Run right now. And that is Justin Sullivan. Sully, how you doing, buddy? What's up, Murph? Long time no talk, man. Yeah, we miss you. We miss you, my friend. I, I, I can never get enough Sully, you know what I mean? Of course, of course. I'm joining you so live I, from uh, Jurassic Park right now. We're hanging outside and Ooh. enjoying Hollywood Studios right now. Kids are having a blast, man. This is, you know, this is all about the kids. And anyone who knows me knows that my eight nieces and nephews mean the world to me. And it's, it's so much fun right now having them, hanging out with them and, you know, doing the thing. We went to Magic Kingdom. We're doing all the places. But let me give a shout-out to Buffalo Wild Wings to start out because when we first got here, get off the plane, we're in Kissimmee, Florida, roll up to a Buffalo Wild Wings, and they have Bruins. Buffalo on the TV from Florida on Center Ice. That's it was awesome. awesome. So I got to sit there, Nothing... I had some wings, you know, watch the first, uh, I think I watched the first two periods. So it was, it was the best, by far the best viewing experience ever. It's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I was saying to uh, Rich Seeley, coach of the Manchester Monarchs, I got to come here on a Saturday and a Sunday and just uh, maybe Saturday when there's a, a few matinees, hockey games, yeah, and uh, course, yeah. just take it in, you know? There's so many yeah, TVs it, it, here. It's unreal. I was just it's unreal. To well, listen, in. it was awesome. I walked in. They're like, "Where are you from? New England." And we're like, "All right, the Bruins are on." He's like, "Yep, yeah, we got it." And they threw it right on. No problem whatsoever. Just the best. That's great. Well, there's a, uh, a great staff here as well. I want to give a shout out to uh, Brian and uh, Mary Lynn, uh, the managers here at Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall in New Hampshire in Manchester. They are gracious hosts, and we are having a good time here. And uh, the place is starting to fill up a bit, so I uh, urge anyone listening, come on by, drop by, say hello. But let's get right to our picks, Sully. And what do you know? The old man is back in front. Actually, I don't think I've been in front all season, but I am finally ahead of you in the standings. Yeah, uh, I've got a record, uh, a record of 76 and 73. You are at 75 and 74. We are neck and neck, my friend. And let's get into it. We got a heck of a slate starting all tonight at Arrowhead Stadium on Thursday night football as the Kansas City Chiefs host their arch rival, the Raiders. <laughs> Who do you like in this one, my friend? The Chiefs are minus three and a half point favorites. K- 
Careful of that hook on this one. That hook's been burning you, buddy. I know. I have Oakland, and here's why. When I think of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think of pass rush and and coverage and having a great defense. I looked it up. They're 21st in pass defense, ranked in the league. So that alone, Derek Carr's going to throw all of it. And they may not win it, but they they should be able to get the fed three and a half. I, I, I have Oakland in this one. Yeah, I don't like that hook at all there. I really have a like a, a weird feeling this is a a field goal at the end type game or a three-point difference. I'm going to have to go with the Raiders just for that solar. I don't think the Raiders win. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, that. That damn hook, that damn hook gets you, and that's why I'll go with the Raiders plus three and a half, but Chiefs to win, but that doesn't really matter in this one. So we both got the Raiders plus three and a half. Uh, let's head up to the Sunday games in Carolina. The Panthers will be hosting the San Diego Chargers. Uh, my Super Chargers off a loss to the Buccaneers last week. The Panthers getting absolutely humiliated, continuing to fall apart at the seams. They, however, are one and a half point favorites over the Chargers at home. Who do you like? Uh, I got San Diego. If Bill Burbers doesn't take a boneheaded play and try to throw it down the field, they actually win that game. Um, and that was one of the games I got because it was Tampa Bay. So I watched that whole game. Bill Burbers takes a stupid shot at the end. If he doesn't take a stupid shot, they win that game. So I'm on San Diego this week with the points. Okay. I'm with you on that. I, I think the, the Panthers are just in a downward spiral into a horrible abyss, and it's going to be a weird offseason there. I think there's going to be, as I said to Mario Magola earlier, there could be a lot of changes coming uh, in Carolina in the offseason. We'll see what happens there. But let's look. stay with the 1 o'clock here. we got the Indianapolis Colts are hosting the Houston Texans. Uh, the Colts starting to turn it on a bit. I mean, you know, it was the Jets they played after all, but uh, the Colts are, are starting to pick up a little steam here. They are minus six and a half point favorites at home against the Texans. Who do you like? Uh, I have Indianapolis. I know it was the Jets. I know, but they looked good. I like what I saw of Andrew Luck. Didn't look like he had any lingering issues with the concussion. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to win this one here. Yeah, I'm with you on this. The Texans are just uh, they're just they're just the Texans. They're, they're just not good, and they're, they're not horrible. what we thought they were, man. When they are not the team that everyone thought coming into this season. I don't know how they're still hanging around, but uh, I, I think now's the time where they fade. I'm with you on that. I got the Colts minus six and a half. I don't like giving six and a half points, but I'll do it here. Uh, the Cleveland winless Browns host the Bungles. <laughs> wow, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, game. In Cleveland. Uh, the the Browns and the Bengals, the Battle of Ohio. Who do you like? Uh, oh, and by the, the way, Bungles. the Browns are five. The Browns are five point underdogs. You will take the Bungles minus Give five. Me the I'm gonna go with the Brownies. I'm going with the Browns <laughs> plus five. This could be it. It ends this week. The winless streak ends uh, in Cleveland. That is my prediction. But you got the Bengals minus five. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. This should be a good one, actually. The Buffalo Bills are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers fresh off a big win against the Giants. Uh, the Bills are three-point dogs at home. Who do you like? Uh, I have Pittsburgh. Uh, sexy Rexy in his defense. You think, you know, you think Brian and his defense and his teams, they're not even top 20 in passing defense. And Big Ben... Antonio Brown, they got enough weapons. Yeah, I think they're gonna run. I think they're gonna run them over. I really do. 
Okay, I'm going the other way on this. I, I'm taking the home dogs, the Buffalo Bills. I think Mr. McCoy does a little number. Uh, always a tough place to play in Buffalo, so I'll take the home dogs here. You've got the Steelers, minus three. Let's go ahead down south to Miami where the Miami Dolphins, uh, who finally came back to earth in a halting, crashing fashion, getting demolished by Baltimore last week. They are two-point dogs at home to the Arizona Cardinals. Who do you like? Arizona. Every Arizona. Okay, I'm going to go with the Dolphins plus two. And you've got the Cardinals minus two. Let's go to Detroit, where the Enfuego, Detroit Lions, the kings of the jungle right now, the Detroit Lions hosting their rival, the Bears. They're uh, seven and a half point favorites over the Bears at home. Who do you like? Give me the Bears. Give me the points. Ooh, wow! Seven I'm going the other way. Seven and a half. I'm a little, going the other a little way. Little too much. You know? Okay, I got the I got the Lions minus seven and a half. I think they demolish uh, the hopeless Bears, but we will see. You never know. That's why they play the game. A couple more one o'clocks here. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The Jaguars are three-point dogs at home. Who do you like? All right, Minnesota. Give me Minnesota. Okay. I will go with the Jags plus three at home. Uh, and the Vikes are your pick minus three on the road. Final one o'clock game. The Philadelphia Eagles are back home. They are two-point underdogs to their division rival, the Washington Redskins. This should be a good one. Who do you like? Give me the Redskins. Okay, I'm with you on that. I like the Skins. Tough loss last week in Arizona. They bounce back. We both agree on that in Philly. Let's get to the uh, 4 o'clock games. The New York Jets are in San Francisco for another who the hell cares about this game. The (laughs) San Francisco 49ers are minus 3 favorites over the Jets. Who do you like? J-E-T-S. You know the rest. Okay, wow. I'm going to go the other way. I'm taking the Niners. Uh, and, and did I see something? I didn't open the story. I'll have to check it after. Did, did Colin Kaepernick, like, somebody hit him at a speech he gave? Are you hearing oh, this? I haven't I just seen. Saw I've been, all, I've been okay, off I'm the Okay, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to have to check it. It was something about that flying on Twitter. Just uh, <laughs> His fun year continues. But I will take Kaepernick. Uh, who's on the bench, actually, I think, this week. The 49ers, uh, minus three favorites I'll take over the Jets. You've got the Jets, plus three. Uh, Let's keep going in the four o'clocks. This could be a great one. A battle for the NFC South. The New Orleans Saints head into the pirate ship to take on the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers are minus two and a half point favorites over the Saints. Who are you liking? Uh, I like the Bucks. I looked it up uh, again with my stats there, and the Bucks are surprisingly top 15 in pass defense. So that alone, I think they'll be able to do enough. It's going to be a run-and-gun, shoot em kind of game, but I think they'll do enough to get the win. Okay. I, my friend, am going to go with the Bucks as well, minus two and a half. Uh, they are just uh, they are the Bucks hot are team right nobody's now. talking about, man. They're rolling, man. 
uh, and it's helping my fantasy team because I've got Winston, and he's uh, he's been a beast for me lately, and I hope that continues in this game. Hey, more 4 o'clocks for you here. The Seattle Seahawks, this promises to be a good game as well. The Seahawks travel into Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers, who are starting to roll themselves. The Packers, however, you don't see this often, three-point dogs at home to the Seattle Seahawks. Who do you like? I have Seattle, even without Earl Thomas. I think they do enough on defense to slow down Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson gets enough on the other side. I am going the other way. I like the Packers as dogs in Lambeau just Come on, because it never, hardly ever happens. Come on, you never go with the Packers. Come on now. I know, Take I know. I said that to Mario. I, I, I have to admit, they're playing better right now. i, I got to admit it. Uh, let's continue. There is one more 4 o'clock game for us here. The Atlanta Falcons uh, take on the L.A. Rams in L.A. Uh, L.A. are six-point dogs to the Falcons. Who do you like? Falcons. Fly, Falcons, fly. Okay. I'm with you. I'll take the Falcons as well. Uh, minus six on the road. Sully's got them. Minus six on the road. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants are your Sunday night game. A big, big, big playoff implication game, division game, NFC East rivals. The game is at MetLife Stadium uh, where the Giants are four-point home dogs. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I like the boys. The boys have shown up in every big game so far. I, don't, I think it continues. I don't see why they don't. Okay, my friend, I am going the other way. I take the G-Men. I don't know why. They burnt me last week, but I'm going to go with them. I just got this weird feeling. They were looking ahead, and they're going to let it all out here. Uh, so I'm taking the home dogs plus the four points. You've got the boys on the road, four-point favorites. Uh, Monday night football, the game everyone around here is waiting for, and this is going to be a good one, a good rivalry game. The Baltimore Ravens. Heading to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Pure hatred on for each other in this game. Uh, the Patriots are seven and a half point favorites. Who are you liking, buddy? Yeah, that that went up when I originally looked at it. It was seven, and I was shocked. I was shocked. That's that it's that going up and up. I hate it, that, and you know why? Because the Baltimore Ravens are the number one ranked defense in the league. Number one. The Patriots mm. will win the game. But it's going to be a battle. It's going to be low scoring, something like 24-21. Give me the Ravens. That's way too, All right. way too much of a score. I am going. I am laying the points, my friend. I am thinking the Patriots are going to surprise everyone and put a whipping on their rival, the Ravens, and shut Jim Harborough up once and for all. <laughs> Patriots roll in this one. You've got the Ravens' zone of points. We will see how it all shakes down. Sully, my friend, where, uh, no dinosaurs coming to get you there at Jurassic Park, right? No, I'm looking at them right now, and I, I got uh, I got Indiana Jones to my left. There's a lot going on here. I saw Star Wars earlier. I saw the Star Wars March. There's a ton of stuff over here. You know, people talk about it being a money pit here, and it is. But it's all, like I said before, it's all about the kids, the smiles on the kids' faces. we got a pool at the house. We rented a house, so we're swimming, and it's... It's awesome. I know how you are with your daughter. It's, it's all about the kids, man. It's all about the Yeah, kids. I'm going to have to get Maddie down there for sure. Hey, listen, my friend, always a pleasure, Mr. Sullivan, and uh, we look forward to having you back next week. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your trip and safe travels, buddy. Of course. We'll see you on Monday, buddy. All right. That is Justin Sullivan, the producer to Stretch Run, joining us here. Timmy Buttons, though, filling in for him, doing a great job back in the studio right now as we are live from 
the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester. Come on by, say hello. Great beer specials going on. They got the 349 Bud Bud Light Talls and the 499 Goose Island IPAs and some happy hour specials as well. Come by, say hello, and enjoy some great food and beverage here. And, of course, watch the Bruins game tonight against the Avalanche and, of course, Thursday night football, the Chiefs and the Raiders. We will be back in the next segment, and we'll talk some Celtics with our own Patrick Gilroy, the host of the Celtics pregame show on ESPN New Hampshire. So stay with us. The Stretch Run will be back. Game boy, you better learn to play it right. Follow us on Instagram at ESPNNH. Jalen, off the bounce. Rozier. Oh, oh. Love the way Kerry Rozier is playing. A nice pass by Jalen Brown, the young fella. First touch finds Brown. Brown puts it on the court. Basket. There you go, young fella. Be who you are. Celtics with their first lead of the game, 28-27. It's just fun to play. We get out and run. Uh, we got some good plays in transition. Uh, we stepped up. It was energetic. Uh, you can feel it uh, throughout the team from, from start to finish. It was good. We can work with a, with a lot of things. and You know, you got to fight adversity. You, you're not always going to have your best player. Um, playing with you and you know you have to work with what you have to work with but we got the job done tonight like I said offense and defense and you know we're feeling special so we just got to uh, carry it over to Friday night. Welcome back to the Stretch Run, and we are live, as we've said, from the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester, New Hampshire. Thank you very much, sir. Great service here by the staff at the Buffalo Wild Wings here in Manchester. And uh, I am your host, Jimmy Murphy. Timmy Buttons is working the boards. Pete Terrier is here with me as well. Uh, and we are joined now by another ESPN New Hampshire personality to talk some Celtics. He hosts the Celtics pregame show, and that is Patrick Gilroy. Pat, how you doing, my friend? Jimmy, I'm doing well. How you doing, man? I couldn't be better. I'm sitting in the Buffalo Wild Wings. I just enjoyed some delicious wings, uh, cool atmosphere, lots of TVs, and a, a beautiful waitress just came up and introduced herself and said, Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm fun. So life, <laughs> life's good. <laughs> Your day is better than mine. I'm sitting in my office, uh, shielding off, you know, my owner, my VP, and they all want to. They all want to talk about stuff, and I'd rather talk to you. 
All right. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I like talking to you too, but I am looking forward to our conversation later with Fun Nicole as well at the end of the show. <laughs> she will be joining us on the air. Uh, but let's get to the Celtics game because they had a lot of fun last night for once. Finally, finally, Patrick, the Celtics beat a team they should beat, and they beat them the way they should beat them. Uh, your impressions from that game, was it, as I felt, the most complete game they've had this season? Yeah, absolutely. So, so start to finish, here we are 20 games into the season. That was the first time all season long that they played well for 48 minutes. They played exceptionally well the final 24 minutes. I don't know what sort of Belichickian halftime speech uh, Brad Stevens gave, but the Celtics were down a point at half, and they came back and it, to, to get a 30-point win uh, while being down one at halftime. That's a, that's a big deal, and that's a, that's a great second half. See, the ball last night was moving the way we all expected it to going into this season. Uh, the Celtics were, uh, were able to go out there and really dominate offensively in the second half. Orlando is a nice team. They're two games below 500. They're going to be competing somewhere between the seventh spot and eleventh spot in Eastern Conference, trying to compete for a playoff spot. Uh, they're still a long shot to make the playoffs. So the Celtics have had a history, and you mentioned it uh, this year, of, of playing down to the level of their competition and not beating the team that they should beat. Last night, uh, whether it was because they realized they had to play hard for a full 48 because Isaiah wasn't there, uh, whatever the reason was behind it, the Celtics not only put forth a great offensive effort, scoring 117 points, but holding Orlando to 87 on their home floor, I think that's the number Celtics fans should look at because the Celtics played lockdown defense specifically in the second half. And they out-rebounded the opponent for the first time in forever. So all around, a nice night for the Celtics. Yeah, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, you mentioned it there, without Isaiah Thomas, and they... So for them to do this without him is also a big thing as well. Uh, and by the way, uh, Chris Forsberg uh, reporting that four hours ago, uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, received a platelet-rich plasma injection uh, for a groin strain. Groin strain. Uh, actually, it happened yesterday. He got the injection for his groin strain and is likely to miss his second straight game tomorrow against the Raptors. So they will have to up it again without... Uh, Isaiah Thomas in the lineup, but man, it had to be impressive uh, for Danny Ainge, and especially as he stated after the game, seeing his young players step up when they had to, that's got to be a good sign as well, eh? Absolutely, but you look at this team, right, and you've got contributions from uh, from everybody, essentially. You had seven guys in double figures, but you talk about the young guys. Finally, Dario Rozier goes out there, establishes himself, uh, 16 points, you got 13 points, from Marcus Smart. That's a 29-point output by the guys that are combining to, to make up for Isaiah Thomas not being there. 29 points, I think average is about 26. I mean, they more than made up for the lack of Isaiah Thomas. But this is where it gets interesting, Jimmy. I think it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but I think if you watch a lot of NBA basketball, teams sort of rise to the challenge, and they can compensate for the loss of their best player for a game or two. But let's hope that's all Isaiah is down for, because the Celtics saw their struggles uh, really happened when Al Horford missed 11 straight. They're not right. talented enough to miss Horford for 11 games, to miss Thomas for an extended period of time, to miss Jay Crowder for extended periods of time. And I feel like you know it's been difficult because the Celtics entered this season with high expectations for the first time since Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett were here. And unfortunately, through the first 40 days of the regular season, you, this is now your fifth significant player missing more than one game at a stretch. So you've had Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, 
Kelly Olenek, of course, Al Horford, and now Isaiah Thomas. That's essentially an NBA starting five, missing quite a bit of time combined to start the season. So the fact that they're in third place in the conference, the fact that they're uh, four games over 500, and they're just a game and a half behind the team that they're, they're playing on Friday, that all votes pretty well for this team. I'd just like to see them sort of get it together and have a, a healthy month where they can finally gel and be the team that everybody thinks they could be. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I'll tell you, you this team, I was, uh, I've seen a lot of tweets, uh, you know, when, when Thomas went down and they go down. A lot of people were betting on the uh, Magic last night because the Celtics, I mean, like you said, you can't imagine them doing what they did without Thomas. But I'm with you. They, they may be able to do it one more game. But you can't just depend on them to do that all the time. It's just it's not possible. So when you look at that right now, if they were, God forbid, to have to go long-term without him, would that accelerate the efforts of Danny Ainge to go out and make one of these big deals that he's been rumored to be working on or be involved in? Look, Jimmy, I've been, I've been covering the team for a lot of years, and specifically the last three years. These rumored deals have, have come, and I mean, you've had respected NBA people you know, tell me, whisper in my ear that this thing is going to happen, it's real, and then it never happens. Uh, if you listen to people uh, this draft, past draft night, Jimmy Butler was all but a done deal. It fell through. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins has been a done deal here more than once. So I'm not going to believe anything until something happens. Now, I'm not, I'm not a guy that thinks that they're going to go out and really swing for the fences and bring in one of these guys. And I say that because... I'm not sure a DeMarcus Cousins, a Paul George, a Jimmy Butler, even with the addition of one of those guys, I'm not sure it accelerates the process here to the point where the Celtics are a championship team. We've seen Danny Ainge strip down teams that were contending to win conference championships. He, he tore apart the Antoine Walker-Paul Pierce team. It was the first thing he did when he got here. And he got on the podium and he said, look, this is Boston. We're not about conference championships. We're not about uh, winning a few playoff games. So if Danny Ainge is going to swing for the fences, tie up the remainder of the Celtics' available cap space, and trade off a lot of these assets that he's worked so hard to, to attain, it better be for a player that's going to put them truly in the championship discussion. And when you look across the landscape of the NBA, I'm not sure there's a guy out there that immediately catapults them to that, to, to that level. So I'm not sure if, if he's going to go out there and, and actually pull something off just to make them good enough to, to lose in the NBA Finals or good enough to go seven with Cleveland and eventually get, get, get kicked out of the Eastern Conference Finals. It's a, it's a tough ask to have Danny Ainge go out there and get one of these guys because, again, I'm not sure DeMarcus Cousins or Paul George puts them over the top. All right. Well, we will see what happens there with the Boston Celtics. And, yeah, you know, the other thing I remember as I asked that question, he maybe not accelerate the process there because when, it, when the other teams know that you're down your main guy, they're going to take advantage of you in a trade. They're going to fleece you. So that's probably not the best time to make that deal. Hey, listen, my friend, always a pleasure, Pat. We appreciate it. Keep up the great coverage of the Celtics, and we'll talk to you down the line, all right? Enjoy the garlic Parmesan, Parmesan wings. They're, they're to die oh, for, all right? So I, that's, my I, I, that's my go-to. I already got them. I'm, I've got one <laughs> left here. I'm going to divulge that right now. Have a good one. That's Pat Gilroy of ESPN New Hampshire joining us here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. And we are live from the Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester, New Hampshire. Come on by. I feel like I'm saying New Hampshire every other word, eh? It's weird. (laughs) Uh, But come on by here. Enjoy the happy hour specials. Enjoy the draft beer specials. 349 Bud and Bud Light Talls. 499 
Goose Island IPAs. Come on by. Tons of TVs on here. We're going to talk some hockey in the next hour. Get you ready for the Bruins Avalanche game at TD Garden. So stay with us. A stretch run. We'll be back. Good Lord, they show their hurt. 